0: It's energy moving, yeah. So when you see me yawning, it means it's shifting. So if I'm with an ancestor and we're changing perspective there and I'm bringing those changes through the genetics, so when I do that, it actually impacts your your mom, your dad, your grandparents, (sighs) children, your children's children. It's changing the pattern in the DNA for all generations forward. And as that change happens, I'm yawning to release and change that energy. It's... It is a sign that I'm releasing and sometimes it's it's quite a yawn, but it's a big shift <laughs> and it's wonderful because we get where you want to be.
1: Hi, and welcome back to the show. Just a heads up, these are adults having an adult conversation with some adult language. So remember to listen accordingly. Today's episode is with Linda Bollinger, an intuitive healer and mindset mentor who specializes in Theta Healing. She's a Theta Healer practitioner and instructor, and I've had two sessions with her, soon to be three, and I'm so excited to share with you what Theta Healing is and how it can help you. So in this conversation with Linda, we talk about how she came to Theta Healing. You'll get to hear her story of how she healed and is now five years symptom-free of celiac. And the conversation weaves between Theta Healing and other interests, things like health, life purpose, and healing root causes. We talk about Anthony William and celery juice, or cell juice, as Roger calls it, and he's not far off. (laughs) We talk about how theta healing heals, and I love how she uses the term anchors when describing root cause. She says, I want to get to the meat and bones of what's anchoring in the negative patterns. We need to get rid of the motivation that's driving it, which I think sounds so reassuring. I mean, to know that you can see someone that not only helps relieve you of your symptoms, but removes blockages permanently and the anchors that are holding them there. Now, Theta Healing is extra special because it works with ancestors and the genetic line. And if that sounds far-fetched to you, Don't worry, if you feel resistant to the idea or maybe skeptical, I really want to encourage you to be curious and to have an open mind and listen to how she describes it. My favorite part of the conversation is when she talks about how the healing works and the healing that we do, it not only heals our kids, but it heals our parents too. So, I mean, I had thought a lot about how my personal development work would affect my child, would affect Roger in a positive way, but it never occurred to me that it would go the other way, that it could actually affect my parents. And shout out to my mom, by the way, who listens to every episode. Hi, mom. So that felt really groundbreaking to me because, well, let's just take a step back and broaden that perspective even further. Have you ever felt like you wish the people around you would just change, but then catch yourself because you know that it's not your job to change anybody else, but then that leaves you feeling kind of powerless, right? But here's the thing is that you can affect change. Maybe you can't make anyone change the way you want them to change, but when you change yourself and you work on yourself, those around you will naturally shift. It's so remarkable. It really drives home that famous quote by Gandhi, be the change you wish to see in the world. Be the change you wish to see. So there's no need to worry about other people changing or not. Just trust and take pride in the fact that when you develop yourself and you grow and you change those old habits and patterns for the better, absolutely everyone around you changes for the better too and when they change they then change everyone around them too it's so beautiful so keep doing it keep doing the good work be proud of yourself and you know you can also see through this that spending time on yourself spending money on your personal development and spending time on your own self care it is not selfish it's actually incredibly necessary not only for you but for everyone around you and that's something that I've really been thinking a lot about lately as we haven't had childcare for the last several weeks and really having to ask for that time for self-care for taking care of myself for doing things that nourish me and I know it's not easy I know I know there's a lot to balance but remember it's also not a selfish ask It's for the greater good, and we've got to think big picture. So you'll hear in this interview with Linda her definition of life purpose, and I love how she describes it. And she describes how a theta healing session can help you understand your own life purpose if that's something that you've been curious about. And you'll hear me have the realization that I've been linking my life purpose solely to income and how it's so much bigger than that. It's so much bigger. So if you're interested in your own life purpose, you'll love her response to that realization that I had. You can check out Linda's work at lindabollinger.com and I'll link all her information in the show notes so you know where to find her and where to book a session. And in the beginning, I just want to mention, in the beginning of our conversation, we jump right into it. She talks about access consciousness bars and you'll hear her say, you can imagine asking what's the worst thing about that doesn't really work with kids. And then we never actually got back to expanding on what she was talking about, but that's a question that she sometimes asks in a Theta healing session. What's the worst thing about that? What's the worst thing about that? And it's actually a really powerful one to ask yourself during the day or as you meet certain challenges in your life. It can really help you get under what's bothering you and help you get to a solution. So with that, I hope you enjoy our conversation today. And again, if you have any comments, you can reach me at info at jenpilipow.com. Let's go to the show.
0: And I've used a blend of different things, even in my own journey. And, you know, I've kind of grabbed a hold of those pieces. I've used them with clients, but it's like sometimes like a certain modality just doesn't look at that one corner that like Mm. you really need to look at in order Mm. to like break through. So, yeah, I can totally relate to that.
1: Yes. What are some of um, the modalities that you've used in your journey?
0: I've used the access consciousness bars um, and I find that's really nice. Sometimes, so with Theta Healing, we're really navigating the thought, and we're really looking at the origin and looking at past life or ancestral experiences, mm. or we really kind of dive into someone's purpose and really kind of look at it mm. a little bit cl- more closely as to what they what they've decided to come and do and yeah. what's stopping them from stepping into that and stuff like that. But yeah. Um, Sometimes like you, you work on something and you work on something and you work on something. And I really like the bars because it just moves that stuck energy. Like it just gets things moving. And I specifically got trained in that so that I could help my kids because you can't look at your kids and go, you know, what's the worst thing about that? (laughs) Right. That's that method doesn't always work so well, if you can imagine. Right. So I really like to I call it a head massage and it's kind of one on one time with mom and I sit and, you know, with running their bars, they can like we can put on a movie together or something and I can run their bars and it calms their energy. They sleep better. Their mood is better. It's more stable. It's more balanced. I really love bars. Okay. Um, whoa
1: hold on (laughs) I've never heard of this and I love that you're trained in it and I love that you use it on your kids what what it is so the whole thing is called access consciousness bars like b-a-r-s like a club bar
0: (laughs) yep like a club yep and it's not my go-to with clients I do use it with clients so If someone is very disconnected from their emotion and I receive them in person, I will actually run their bars and do a theta healing session Mm. at the same time. So the bars gets their energy flowing and it gets things up to the surface so I can see it very clearly when I'm using the theta method. Okay. Okay. Um And even actually, when people are very connected to their emotions and know the process very well, mm-hmm. they still like to have their bars mm-hmm. run because they just feel that much better when they're done their session. Mm-hmm. Um, but for kids specifically, it's so powerful. I just mm-hmm. there's just nothing that I have found in my experience that I like better for them.
1: Oh, wow. And so it's like a head massage for them.
0: Yeah, there's like different pressure points that release different um, blocks in their body. And it's just it's lovely. Oh, I really like very
1: it. Very cool.
0: <laughs> You'll have to check it out.
1: I Yeah, I'm going to Google that as soon as we're done. So, I mean, with that. Uh, so wait. Slow down. <laughs> I I interrupted you because you're to go. You're about to go into something else. So what was the next thing that you wanted to t- to
0: talk about? Um, so then I found like theta healing is what came to me in the thick of my sickness. So mm-hmm. theta healing is what we're going to talk about today. But mm-hmm. um, I also am a very big fan of Anthony William medical medium. Oh, me too. Oh uh, so. No. You know, I think, and this has been, this has kind of been in the spotlight for me for the last couple of weeks. But mm-hmm. I find with healers specifically, or people that are sensitive to energy, mm-hmm. or uh, are kind of in this life to serve others, mm-hmm. I find there's a really big connection to weight. Oh, and I just, yeah. So I just, uh, I know that I have spiritually grown. Mm-hmm. massively over the last five years. And that was the priority for me. But now that I feel like my day to day life kind of flows in a balanced state, I'm not saying there's not triggers, triggers mm-hmm. happen, but mm-hmm. I can pull back into center very quickly now. Whereas mm-hmm. before I could sit in it for a few days and it was uncomfortable. But yeah. now that that's in a more centered, heart centered kind of place. Now I'm looking at the physical body going, I don't want to work out to um, meet the requirements of a gym challenge, Mm. or I don't want to do it for someone else. I want to do it because that's what my soul is calling me to do. Yes. And it's got a different energy to it. It's Uh more empowering when you can do that for you because you're desiring it, not somebody else's desiring to Mm -hmm. get you there. It's like, I understand a coach when it comes to the spiritual work because sometimes you need to like take that emotion and hold it in a different light to see it with a bit more clarity. And the Mm -hmm. coach can really help you with that. And I also like the accountability in the physical end for somebody to teach you proper form Mm -hmm. or different things. But I really like to be driven to find that balance or that optimal physical physique Mm -hmm. through doing it for me. and. His content is channeled from the law of compassion, which mm. is so close to the the energy in which mm. I work from that I just it resonates for me. And I've had wonderful success with his uh, with his celery juicing yes. and smoothies, and I'm yes. just I'm all into that. So.
1: I'm yeah. right there with you. Movement for what feels good for my body. So like now it's it's yoga and predominantly walking, a little bit of weights, a little bit of biking, no more running. Yeah. No more running. Yep. No more Isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah. And really into celery juice. Like <laughs> <It> <laughs> the spinach soup, cool. the celery juice, the smoothies. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm all in on those leafy greens. <laughs>
0: So good. So good. And it gets things moving. I just yes. find it's just the body just takes that like fresh like that it's almost like that fresh air. Like it takes yeah. that breath of fresh air when it gets the celery juice. It's yes. like everything relaxes and the liver's like, Thank you. Yes.
1: A hundred percent. It's so funny. I always think about my liver too. I'm like, There you go, have a nice drink. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's so goodness. awesome. Okay, yeah. so we're already kind of into it, but do you want to just introduce yourself and who you are, where you are in the world, and what you do?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Linda Bollinger. I am based out of Goddard, Ontario, Canada. Um, I came to Theta Healing in 2016, I believe. 2000, and, Yeah, 2016. I came to Theta Healing very sick. I Um, was suffering with celiac disease. Mm. I was eating a very plain Jane diet. So I was gluten-free, egg-free, legume-free, dairy-free, soy-free. I don't know if I said that. There was a long list. I'm (laughs) telling you, a long list of foods that basically my body was really struggling to digest proteins when it comes down to it. And, uh, I was very sensitive to like most foods out there. And I got to a point where I couldn't eat anymore and I knew my health was slipping Mm. and I kind of drove away with my family on New Year's day to a family function. And I was driving away, going to that family function sick, like really Mm. sick where I just kind of wanted to be home. And I looked at my husband and I said, this has got to stop. If it doesn't stop, I I really lack the confidence that I'm going to be here for our children when they're Mm. older. Like it was, One of those moments where it was emotional and I felt helpless and I just, I was at a loss. I just really didn't know how or, you know, when this was going to change. And Mm so I said it out loud. I said it with intention. I was like, this has got to happen. Like, you know, and that's important when it comes to speaking to the universe because the universe delivers when we have intention and it's in a good energy. So mm-hmm. um, not a week later, I was on my way to grab groceries at like 1030 at night and Anthony William was mm-hmm. on a serious XM interview podcast type of style thing. And I tuned in and I connected just with his message and mm-hmm. listening to him talk about his books and I think it was just book at the time mm-hmm. his book and talking about how he channeled it from a young kid and I thought I don't think I really had that spiritual awareness before that but that kind of seeded a possibility into healing for me and not so long after a friend introduced me to a Theta Healing Talk that was coming to town mm-hmm. and I attended And left there feeling lighter, feeling better. And I said to my husband, I'm going to go for a session and give this a try. Yeah. And I did that. And 25 classes later, and as a (laughs) certified instructor now, I am all into Vianna Stiebel's Theta Healing Modality. Now, coming from... This personal experience of struggling with celiac disease for many, many years. I, that personal experience has helped me like fine tune and kind of build upon my foundational learnings as a Theta Healing um, practitioner and instructor. And so it's grown to be so much more than that now. Um, working with clients, I, I channel different methods, techniques, and, you know, it, things need to kind of be custom fit for different people suffering mm. with different conditions. And so, yeah, I just keep building upon it, kind of building Mm -hmm. my own method and, uh, helping people the best that I can. So that's kind of how I came to it.
1: Very nice. And so do you find that most people that come to you, are they coming with a a physical ailment that they're looking for relief from?
0: Most often. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the body is, it's got a message that it's looking to, to share with you. And when we just, you know, suppress or, or kind of stuff down that uh, message or, you know, just don't listen to it. And we kind of leave it be that that pain can grow and it can spread and it can start to impact different organs and systems of the body. And, you know, there comes a point where it's just really cramping your style. And so <laughs> um, people come and we kind of really sink into the physical ailment to get the message to really clear the experience that has manifested that physical distress. So mm. Yeah, a lot of people with physical stuff, I would say for sure.
1: So was Theta Healing the thing that kind of helped you through what was your rough period with celiac and all that? And where are you at with that now?
0: So the benefit of going and getting certified as a that one-on-one work, so you get the healings a part of becoming certified. And so I had to go to those emotional low times in my life um, as a kid and as a teen, um, we dove into past life experiences, um, ancestral traumatic experiences, mm. and really just started to lift the pieces and really gain new perspective. You know, I always like to say, you know, childhood is, a, it's a it's an emo piece because the best, ex- or that they're able to offer a child and and it's really how the child receives the experience. And mm-hmm. so there's things that happen that make up my childhood where I responded not as another child over would. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really needed to go to those places and look at it and gain new perspective,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and really in those tweaks and in those different perspectives, things started shifting and mm-hmm. lifting. And I'll tell you, I went from sick to well without symptoms of celiac disease in less than eight months.
1: Wow. And do you still have to control your diet?
0: I don't. I eat everything. Wow. I choose to use healing protocol because I now know that I carry extra weight because I've been really focusing on like kind of my mind and my spiritual self for mm-hmm, so many years. Mm-hmm. But now I'm kind of making that shift where I've got that energy available now to look at the physical. So mm-hmm, good, yeah. I'm really starting to bring in Anthony Williams' yeah, work in yeah. what I do, which I strongly believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm symptomless still. So good it's been yeah. almost five years now of being wow. into this.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's amazing, and I find that when you're able to do that clearing and you get those new perspectives and you're able to shift, I, I feel like that's what really gives people strength to make changes, especially when it comes to food, because it can be hard starting there.
0: So hard. <laughs> yeah,
1: but you said something really important, and that's – um you know as a kid you know you weren't responding any differently than any child would in those situations and I think you know something that I, I think about a lot as a parent myself in that there's I remind myself there's no way for me to control what experience Roger is having because I find myself knowing that he's in this theta state 24 7 at his age and mm-hmm. worried about what imprints I'm making on him by what I'm saying or doing around him. There's no way for me to control how he perceives it. I can try to control it as much as I want, but it's still up to him to how he understands the information around him.
0: Absolutely. That's entirely true. It's is so important that you just focus on being the best mom you can be. And the way that he receives or processes Mm. that offering is unique to his choosing and coming to this lifetime to receive that experience as he will, Mm. because he's got his own journey. And this is exactly what he needs. What you're offering him is Mm. exactly what he needs to get to where he wants to go in in this this future. So
1: that's um, a beautiful statement
0: hmm. Absolutely. That. Everything happens with divine per- perfection. That's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. always kind of my model, you know, thick or thin. It's like mm-hmm. there's always there's always that piece on the other side that will be so much brighter because something was endured. So
1: yes. And you mentioned the ancestral part, and this is something that I've been thinking a lot more about lately, and I think it's really important. And and I'm going to try to explain it the way that I see it, but I I really want to hear your perspective on it. So when... When our parents raise us, and I'll, I'll use emotions as an example because it's a pretty common one. Like a lot of our parents weren't taught by their parents on how to feel emotion, express emotion, or to even know it's okay to have emotion. And so the way that they parent is the same. And when big emotions come up with kids, as it so often does, it's a big swing. It's a big roller coaster ride of emotions. Mm-hmm. It's it's maybe not always... Um, felt safe for the child to express them because the parent doesn't know how to. And when it doesn't feel safe to express emotion, of course, as a small child and you want attachment with the people that are taking care of you so that you survive on the planet, you learn to suppress that emotion so that you stay loved and accepted. And of course, when we suppress emotion, that creates all sorts of troubles for us down the road as we Um, grow up. Yep. Now, this is very much ancestral because our parents are doing the best they can by doing by learning from their parents who did the best they can and so on and so on and so on and so on <laughs> <laughs> so ancestral i used to kind of think like oh that that doesn't matter my ancestors don't affect me today but yes of course they do of course that lineage and those belief systems are getting passed down over and over and over again. And now I have the opportunity with different supports and resources and tools that I have in this day and age to change the script. Absolutely. Yep. So that's the power of it. Do, do you see it, any other, like, am I missing anything or anything you'd like to add to what I know? Well, about?
0: and the ancestors on board, I think a lot of the times they're looking at what you're doing just kind of in the back seat, going, mm-hmm. what is she doing? We have not done that for mm-hmm. the last ten generations. Mm-hmm. Where did she learn that from? <laughs> and they start to observe, and then they get to a point where they go, God, that looks really like that's really working for her, and that's a good change for us, you know. They start to, they start to see your example, and some will respond and kind of let you explore that. Others will be like, oh, we haven't done that before. Like, I'm going to keep you safe. And Mm. you can ignore them, but they are going, there will be a block that you will feel because they're, they're maybe sitting on your third eye to stop you from trying to exercise that method. And I say sitting on the third eye in the way of like, whatever's inspiring you to create this change, it feels unsafe and uncomfortable to me because Four gen- generations ago, we really didn't use that method, and I don't know what that looks like, and I really want to keep you safe. So you want to acknowledge them, thank them for having the experience that they had. Mm. That's so important, so important. And then share your perspective with them. And so this comes into the Theta Healing work as yes. well. So we go there, we talk to mm-hmm. them and say, what makes you uncomfortable about this? Oh, I see what your experience was and I see what you're keeping yourself safe from. Can I show you just something real quick? And you know, you, you bring in a different perspective or you show them some contrast and all of a sudden they start to open a door of possibility up to a different way. Mm-hmm. And if you can show them by example that you're doing it and you're doing it safely and it's got a positive impact mm-hmm. on future generations, yeah. they're like, Hurrah, you know, they're standing there clapping their hands, really happy that you have broken the cycle, like you said.
1: Awesome. That's right. I had forgotten about that part of Theta Healing. So can we go through a session? Like how does it start to be and and we kind of talked about this in the in the very beginning. So with Theta Healing, you want to be in that theta state, but I don't remember feeling like you were hypnotizing me at any point. So how do you how do you start the session? How do you get somebody into that state?
0: So I start by having them center in with the energy and their heart filling heart center with happy, joyful thoughts, essentially separating them from the stressors of their day, Mm -hmm. and getting them back connected within themselves. Because it's important to know that you have everything you need to succeed, you don't need anything to fall in place outside of you, in order to have opportunities open, you've got everything you need. To create anything you desire, and so bringing them into that heart center, we stretch down into Mother Earth. We grab some earth, um, some core energy from the earth. We bring it back up through the body and kind of spin align, balance the chakras. We come up out of the crown chakra and kind of travel through the universe through all the planets and the stars and all the different planes. Um, and then we get to the law of compassion into the laws, and you kind of want to surpass that into that creation energy. and I always open it up and welcome people to use the term that best suits them. So whether you call it God, source, universe, creator, um, but whatever that, that energy that keeps us all living, whatever that is for you, um, we really sink into and feel that energy in every single cell of our body and being. Mm -hmm. And when you are connected and in that state, you are in a theta brainwave. And the theta brain wave is that it's that, place where you are when you lay in bed, and it's just before you fall asleep. Mm -hmm. You're not really awake and alert and talking, but you're well rested and ideas flow to you. Mm -hmm. You know, they always say put a notebook beside your bed. It's Mm -hmm. like when those ideas come, that's, that's a theta brainwave. It's that meditative state. So that's how we get up into that beautiful energy to, to really soften the veil, and really create no division between the conscious and the subconscious mind
1: yes and then I remember I think you do a scan
0: yes so I first send that energy into their body because I don't want them using the energy from their physical body to do the healing so I actually bring Mm. in energy so the healing works with that energy I bring in so they don't feel depleted after a session Mm. they don't feel tired and then um, yeah and then I, I do an intuitive scan to kind of Seek the origin of what is ailing them. So if they come to me and they're like, mm-hmm. "I'm getting headaches. Headaches mm-hmm. are, are I've had them for two weeks." It's like, okay, let's scan into the headaches and find the root cause. Ah, uh, yeah, awesome.
1: And uh, then I don't know if I'm. This might be a weird question. I have to edit out later, but <laughs> okay. I, I feel like I hear you yawn, but I know it's not a yawn. I feel like you're doing something special with your breath. I, I
0: actually do yawn a lot of oh, you my do? work.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, and it's not Just exhausting. Like a clearing.
0: It's energy moving. Yeah. So when you see me yawning, it means it's shifting. So if I'm an ancestor, and we're changing perspective there, and I'm bringing those changes through the genetics. So when I do that, it actually impacts your, your mom, your dad, your grandparents, (sighs) your children, your children's children, it's changing the pattern in the DNA for all generations forward. And as that change happens, I'm yawning to release and change that energy. It's it is a cool. sign that I'm releasing, and sometimes it's it's quite a yawn, but it's a big <laughs> shift, and it's wonderful because we get to where you want to be.
1: It always felt magical, so I'm like, something's yes. <laughs> happening. Okay, so I want to go back to something you said. I' don't know, ask you a question about that. My work that I'm doing on myself, all this work that I'm doing, it's changing my parents. Yes, it is Wow
0: and it's changing your kids too. Um yeah. I always find like our kids are our teachers. Yes. They they oh, yes. they know where they know our struggles. Mm-hmm. They see it clearly and they are so good at triggering us. Yes. And I I I mean that with gratitude for yes. them showing me what I need to look at because yep. now you know, it make it helps me understand this isn't them, and it's not to resent their behavior. It's to look mm-hmm. at my. Stuff.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And you a know what? I look. Mirror.
0: It is, and when you look at your stuff, yeah, that kid doesn't do that behavior anymore because yeah. you looked at it, yes. and it's like, wow, like yes. it's just got such an impact, because I think as humans, we're very good at going, well, my mom is a negative Nancy, and my dad, mm. God, he just, you know, whatever, you've got mm-hmm. your beef, but it's like, no, they're giving you that experience in which your thoughts align to, I I, I I, know that's maybe a lot to follow, but the way we think is is what we're producing in the way of a reality, mm-hmm. and if we have suppressed as a young kid the receiving of love. As an adult, we might feel unloved by our mother. That's not our mother's fault. That's our inability to receive love. It doesn't mean it's mm-hmm. not there. Mm-hmm. It's that our thoughts and our experiences are not aligned to the vibration of receiving that love. Yeah. So if I can work on my wounded inner child that suppressed those emotions because we didn't know how to... Yeah. Process. We didn't know how to regulate. Yeah. It's like if I can work on that, I've shifted something in me, and all of a sudden, my mom is going to call me and say, "I love you. I'm so proud of you." And you're going to go, "Where the fuck (laughs) did that come from?" (laughs) Yes. I I can say that again if you want in a different way, but it's no, no, no. It's perfect. Those experiences. They start to come in and you think, oh my gosh, like I've never had this experience before, but it's because I'm internally adjusting how I feel, how I think, and that's offering new experiences to come in because now we can receive love without it being scary, or yeah. we can receive love and feel that love and not worry about the overwhelm of emotions that we might later have to suppress because now we don't need to suppress them. We're yeah. safe without suppressing.
1: Yeah, So yeah, and that example you gave is so great with the mother because this can actually be what I've noticed, some of the more subtler ways that RTT works and how somebody might experience an after effect where it's like when you've shifted those perspectives and it changes your... I guess magnetic pole would be one way to say it. It changes your point of attraction totally. yeah, and people around you start to shift, and things start to look a little bit different. yeah, and it can, it can be subtle. You can miss that stuff and you can think it's a coincidence and you can think it's not related, but it is. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I know that's
0: absolutely just as it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's it's so true with with kids it's like they they are a mirror and they're showing us what we have an opportunity to work on if we choose. That's and I, just a- And I think it's true of of anything. It's it's not just parenting. It's any challenge that comes up, anything that any goal that you're struggling with. Look at those challenges as that's the opportunity to to heal. That's what's waiting to be healed. That challenge isn't a problem. It's your opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more.
1: Like your celiac.
0: Yeah. Opportunity. It was, it was serving me, you know, and it was, it was brutal going through the thick of it. And I thought, why me? And why Mm -hmm. am I sick? Like everybody Mm -hmm. in my genetic line seems Mm -hmm. well, like none Mm -hmm. of my immediate family members struggle with this but you know what I came with a really big purpose and I'm mm-hmm. now living that because I came through and you know I surpassed those symptoms and now I have the clarity I'm doing the work I love like mm-hmm. the reward of going through that yeah. far surpasses the pain that I felt for those yeah. years
1: yeah yeah that's really cool
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so another thing that I'm remembering about theta healing is we do a lot of muscle testing yes yes so you, and what are you testing
0: for? What are you, what are you doing? So with the muscle testing, and usually I use this technique on a newer client that maybe is new to mm-hmm. energy healing. But what it is is when we close our eyes and we do the muscle testing process, it tests beliefs that sit in the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes if we're not um, really strongly connected with our intuition. We can use the muscle testing to show a client that the belief is there. Then I would do my session and I would do the work and I would release and change. And we would talk and explore and Mm -hmm. bring a new perspective, maybe bring in some feelings, release some beliefs. And then we would get to a spot where things felt good and clear. I would get them to retest that same belief to show them people are visual, right? They like to see that something's happened. And so talking is healing. But when I do my session, it's not always like known to that person, they might need to see something before they believe it. And so when we do the muscle testing, we're seeing that the belief yes, test positive, it's like I, I am enough goes to a no. And then at the end of the session, I am enough, it goes to a yes. yes. And so they can see the muscle testing, they can see their body sway in the yeah. direction in which they believe by the end of the session. So yeah, that's what I use muscle testing for.
1: Yeah. I found that very powerful, very reassuring oh, for good. me. Yeah. yeah. Especially with like the first session and understanding like, well, is something happening? Let's, let's wait and see. And then we do a muscle test and it's like, Oh yeah, done. <laughs> yep, that worked. Let's <laughs> yes. cross that one off the list. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, something else that you mentioned was that another reason for doing a Theta Healing, it may be to understand your purpose
0: better. Yeah, for sure. So if you feel like, you know, you're here for something more, um, we can use the Theta Healing process to help you with your manifestations and moving forward into that bigger purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes depending on our life experience, there can be experiences that are stopping us from seeing that like accurately. Um, maybe as a young kid, you witnessed something that was traumatic or heart wrenching. You know, maybe you witnessed your mother losing her father quite young and you know, was grieving and that was painful to see. And so now it's not safe to see as a kid and then you grow up and then you can't see your purpose. It's like you might need to heal the wounding of what you witnessed as a kid, watching your mom go through that so that now you can open up those veils or release those veils that are covering the eyes to see it more clearly. Mm -hmm. That's just one example, but uh, there can be different blocks and layers that are preventing you from clearly seeing what it is that you need to be, that you need to see. Mm -hmm. And now when we talk about purpose, I always like to say, humans have the tendency to be like, my purpose is so big. I want to be Oprah Winfrey and have like a (laughs) hundred thousand followers. That is not purpose. That is ego. (laughs) That is ego taking over, trying to say, Hey, like you're, you're, you're it. (laughs) But purpose is simply a feeling. It's simply feeling that charge, that soul excitement Mm. in what it is that you do. And there is not one single thing that has to perfectly fall into into place in order to experience or be in your soul's purpose or your soul's mission.
1: Yes. And I think that, so I'm thinking about my own perspective on this. To me, Mm -hmm. I'm just realizing as you're talking, I am very much linking my purpose with income. And that's it.
0: Okay. So what you want to do with that is you want to imagine you had all the income in the world and money, like you had all your needs met. Yeah. What would be your reason to keep showing up? So your purpose is that feeling in your gut, that charge, that excitement. So instead of chasing the money, you want to chase that feeling in your gut. So you want to welcome More experiences, universe that align to that excitement that I feel in my gut when I'm on that podcast and when I'm sharing those things that I love. Mm. So if you can take your focus past the money, yeah, yeah, and follow the flow. So do more of the things that give you that feeling. Yeah, that's fulfilling your purpose. And the money flows. The money is energy. It just is. It's just numbers. It's just a flow. There's plenty for everybody. Yeah. It just is. So if you mm. focus on that feeling and manifesting the feeling, yes. you already know what the feeling feels like. Yes. So if you hold that feeling yeah. for let's say a minute if you can do it, mm. like hold it. It yeah. speaks to the universe. I'm uh, serious. I want more of this. And it'll start yeah. to bring in opportunities that expand upon that.
1: <sighs> oh, I just got tingles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Good yeah. Stuff. Cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love that so much. So yeah, sure. when Ask when we way. do a session, I don't remember doing like regression, like a memory. We did not We don't. I don't remember talking about memories.
0: Okay, like from this lifetime, like from or like past. That's life. right.
1: Past life came up. That's right. I remember a past life now where I mm-hmm. was um, mm-hmm. running an orphanage. Oh yeah, I remember that one. You do. That's amazing. Really? That was a couple years ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and that that was powerful. I mean, I thought about that for a long time afterwards, like probably a, a good couple of year, year and <laughs> half. Because it was coming up so much with Roger, with having a small child under my care.
0: There's mm-hmm. just
1: so much fear of um something going wrong with him, something happening to him, him not being safe. Right. And, and that
0: yeah. orphanage past mm. life was mm-hmm. driving that fear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah we worked a lot on fears you and i <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Ooh, that's the good stuff yeah yeah yeah, and so that memory like i can't remember how it came up you don't really i don't re- tell me if i'm wrong i don't remember you guiding me towards a specific memory or a past life it was just something that kind of just of Picture came to mind.
0: Yeah, so if you were coming to me and you feel and you said, you know, I'm just I'm fearful of my son's safety, for example, mm-hmm. I would I would just go deep into that theta brainwave and I would ask um, the law of truth, like where did that first start mm, for her? That's
1: right. Where did it and first start? Yeah
0: yeah where did it first start because i always want to look at the origin it is important that we're not just like surface scraping these beliefs like yeah. i really want to dive deep and really get to the meat and bones of what is anchoring in these negative patterns mm. what's driving the fear we need to get rid of the motivator mm-hmm. there is a very strong motivator that's holding that fear in place and we want to break that yeah. um and so when i you know i close my eyes i go into the theta brainwave, and i was taken to the orphanage and then we started yeah. to pick apart and release those anchors and make that change, um, for the better to help lift the fear.
1: Yeah. Yes. And so if I'm really curious about this, this ancestor stuff. So if I came to you for a session, um, could I come and just say I'm interested in understanding what blocks I may be having currently from ancestors?
0: Yeah, you totally could, and I could just scan in. And it's always good to have a little bit of a focus. So a if you were looking, a yeah, yeah, or not even a symptom, just like a feeling of stalled mm-hmm. energy in your life. So like if you're like, this part of my life really isn't moving, are yeah. my ancestors? stalling that for me or is there something in the ancestral lineage that really could be beneficial to look at and I would go and explore those anchors and then we would release them and we'd talk about them and Mm -hmm. and kind of make a change and then yeah that would positively impact anybody who was willing to accept those changes in the genetic line
1: yeah really cool I I know what my I want to book a session with you and I know what I want to work on yay (laughs) (laughs) yeah and just for anybody listening um you do it all through Skype so you can be anywhere in the world yes yeah absolutely and sessions are an hour long
0: they are an hour long yeah yeah I'm so thankful that we did this today and that we're reaching out to people to help them connect with those modalities or those coaches those practitioners what a great thing you're creating here to really kind of open up the book and let people pick the pieces that resonate really best for them. So I just thank you for having me, and uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah,
1: my pleasure. Thank you so much for all your wisdom,
0: all your insight. And conversation. Oh, me too. <laughs> so good.